Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. In the squadron, they called him Bullets, but we call him Greg Kelly. Greg Kelly is on the air on the Red Apple Podcast Network. I have to thank President Trump for retruthing some video content I put out there. Um, if you go to my Twitter, you'll see it at Greg Kelly USA. You can also uh, go to Truth Social. Everybody's doing it. And um, it was a big video uh, I, I created. And he says, the great Greg Kelly, a must watch. And um, it was a thing I did about, um, I don't know, the how how corrupt um the establishment is imagine that but i did it from a pretty unique perspective how this guy jake sullivan goes on tv goes on all the shows which actually is somewhat risky if you say the wrong thing during a hostage negotiation that's that's tricky uh so he goes on with the intent to say nothing so why does he go on why does he go on four morning shows on a sunday uh well his name and face to get that out there because he's actually looking for clients you know this government stuff you just get your you get your ticket punched every so often, then you go back to making millions and millions and millions of dollars. He's an advisor at some place called West Exec. West Exec, that's a consultancy firm, West Exec. What kind of name is that, West Exec? Well, there are all kinds of goofy names out there, but that name is not goofy. They chose that on purpose. Uh, West Exec is the name of a street that you can't go on, that I can't go on, that nobody can go on unless they work at the White House. It is a private street. It actually is between the, not Pennsylvania Avenue. It's between the White House and something called the Eisenhower Executive Office Building, the EEOB, a huge old building next to the White House. Doesn't get much attention. You never see the reporters standing in front of it on uh, TV at night, but, uh, that's where like a lot of the staff work actually gets done. It's considered part of the White House campus. They call it a campus. And there's that little street where they all park their cars. And that's West Exec Avenue. So the, the message is ultra, ultra, ultra access. You hire us as consultants, we'll take you places your firm could never go, uh, on your own, right? Because we are so connected and we can influence, excuse me, strategy, policy, all that stuff. And they make a lot of money doing it. So you know who started the firm? Tony Blinken, the Secretary of State, that, uh, hapless, weird, scared, and he wasn't always this hapless, weird, and scared. I think he knows that the the, the jig is up, as they say. Um, the corruption of uh, Joe is a you know we've all seen it now. Thirty million. How much money did they get? Thirty million dollars to the Penn Biden Center, or the University of Pennsylvania? And a good chunk of it went to the Penn Biden Center. And who's running the show there? In addition to Joe, Tony Blinken, and he knows the Chinese know it. Maybe the media is not saying anything about it, but the Chinese know it. Hey, meanwhile, the CIA, one of their top officers, is posting pro-Palestinian garbage on their social media. No surprise, actually, at all. You're, did you see how woke the CIA went with uh, Joe Biden? Uh, remember, did you see those commercials? The, the, there were these weird commercials 
of people who had all kinds of disabilities and disorders yelling and screaming about their disabilities and disorders. Hey, it's okay to have a disability or a disorder. I've got plenty of disorders, but I don't advertise them. Not when I'm applying for a job at the CIA. I got to find that for you. It's pretty funny. I mean, she is talking about her anxiety disorder, this disorder, but I am perfect. She literally says, I am perfect, and I, I work for the CIA, and I am a cisgender millennial with chronic Crohn's disease. Like, who cares? What does that have to do with your ability to be a an intelligence analyst or even a spy? We don't have spies anymore. We have satellites. We have artificial intelligence. We have machine guns connected to computers. That's one of the reasons why Hamas was able to pull this thing off, you know. We didn't have any Israeli guards, people. Looking at the scene, we had computers and robots. You still need people doing the doing the the heavy lifting, or or doing. It's not even heavy lifting. Sometimes it's very tedious, and people are people don't want to work. I don't care if you're um, a soldier somewhere, or if you're um, in school, or uh, a lawyer. People just want to sit around on their phones, including me. I was on my phone, James Slippin, today for about thirty minutes straight, looking through Instagram, and I could not. I knew I had other things to do, and I'm like, this is great. This is great, too. This is even better. All that stuff, it's so damn entertaining. It's from all over the place. So that seems more positive than when sometimes they call it doom scrolling. You know, people are kind of looking through their their X, their TikTok, whatever, and they're getting so, you know, negative because they're seeing nothing but uh, things that, you know, appeal to their worst nature. You're seeing positive things on Instagram, I guess. I don't know if it's positive. It's just entertaining as hell. It's just like... and Like what? Well, I actually put something, um, that, funny that you asked. Uh, I found this and it's some guy, what's his name? He's a, he's a personal trainer, but this mm-hmm. video has nothing to do with personal trainer. It's his notion of what a meeting is like in a newsroom. Okay. All right. So he plays both sides here. You're going to hear a guy huffing and puffing and that's the reporter rushing into a newsroom with his story to talk to his editor. Okay. You got this thing? All right. What's his name again? He is the fit responder, fitness trainer. And you can follow them at. How do I figure out what these addresses are? Is it fit? Is it that? Fit? Oh, the, like what's their it, handle? I think it's Fit Responder. Fit Responder. Like first responder. Fit. F I T. Go ahead with this, sir. I think we have our headline story. A cop just shot and killed an unarmed suspect. Right. Make sure you don't use the word suspect in the title, though. That could imply that this guy did something wrong. We don't want that. We want this victim to be uh, specifically identified by his skin color in the headline. Yeah. And make sure you don't mention anything about what he was doing wrong, whether he was fighting or committing a crime or running. Uh, Don't mention his criminal history. Um, And in fact, if you can find an old photo of him, like in his Sunday's best, some cute little outfit, use that for the article. Got it. Yeah, make sure you get a quote from one of his family members talking about how he's such a sweet guy, never did anything wrong. Uh, maybe vaguely say that, you know, he was going through some rough times, but uh, was just such a wonderful person. Okay, perfect. Cop shoots unarmed white man. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. The guy that got shot, he was white? Uh, yeah, he was white. Mm, yeah. Yeah, don't cover that story. That's that's boring. Uh, let's Let's find something else. <laughs> it's sick but true. It's totally true. Yeah, we we joke about this in the newsroom all the time. Like a mass shooting happens, and we'll be like waiting for the the you know 
race or like, you know, identity politic. And then we'll be joking and saying like, oh, well, you know, the Fox News, uh, Fox News newsroom is going nuts oh, over at New York Times. They're happy about this one. It's crazy. It's uh, a- James. I know you're not joking and laughing in the aftermath of a mass shooting. Ma- well, I mean, honestly, what I'm what I'm telling you is that the levity that is ta- that it takes to cover stories like that sometimes. The levity that it takes to cover these stories, James. Come on, I'm de- I'm serious. Well, I'm serious too. You definitely. I mean, well, all right. I, look, there is a certain gallows humor, right? Yeah. The gallows humor because, and I guess you have to desensitize yourself a little bit because if you cover this stuff every day, that can be tough. So you're laughing at other newsrooms because we're, they're yeah, they're, poking they're, fun at the notion of these different outlets that have a slant and exactly what that person said oh uh, this that the other oh that victim was never mind we don't want to cover this and unfortunately um the left the new york times they still dictate a lot of well they dictate of course what the left does but in a weird way they dictate what conservatives do Mm -hmm. because conservatives um unfortunately too much of the conservative media not all certainly and i i'm not i'm not actually part of this crew but they spend most of their time reacting to the crazy stuff that the New York Times did instead of proactively right. actually just reporting. And a great example of this was when the Durham report came out, which highlighted and detailed all of the FBI uh, corruption and violating of the rules, possibly the law. I think definitely the law. And it was a big report. It was not exactly salacious in the terms of how it was written. You had to get through it. And the first thing that people on our side were doing was bitching and moaning that the New York Times and the Washington Post weren't covering it right. adequately. But too many conservatives weren't covering it adequately. You got to cover it before you complain about somebody else not covering it. You know what I mean? And uh, I, there was more of a critique on the left than it was serious reporting. And because guess what? Serious reporting is actually hard. And serious reporting from going out in the street and finding somebody to Reading a dull, seeming 163-page report, a lot of people don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. And the New York Times, they have, like, all these, literally, like, these <laughs> monkeys at typewriters. You know what I mean? A thousand monkeys. like, blah, 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 And they can get it, get the, get the essence out really, really quick, and everybody reacts to that. We have to be more proactive. Yeah. No, I think that's true. I mean, I think that we used to talk about it at, you know, previous jobs. I would just be... You know, all the stories that were coming out of these various news outlets, it just seemed like it was just race, 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 race all the time. That's why what I keyed in on that, you know, clip you were playing, it's just that's sometimes it seems like that is what the uh, news media is focused on. Nothing but that. Well, yeah, all the time, all the time. And it doesn't for most people, for regular people. Unfortunately, oh, look at that guy, Brigadier General Ryder. He's the uh, mouthpiece of the Pentagon. Um, Not impressed. And I'm not impressed with that Kirby guy who got one too many suits in Hong Kong. He had those suits. They're the weirdest. You know who I'm talking about? Uh, the National Security Has anybody spokesman? seen this guy? He is the strangest dressed man. I never noticed his suits before. What is it about them? That's... How could you not? They came right out of 1962. Some, like, right, it's just, it's, it's were they like boxy looking? Sort no, of? they're very skinny. It's narrow. It's, it, the, the color is like iridescent. It's just weird and, and wrong. Yeah, the colors are kind of weird now that I think about it. What is the news that I need to know? Uh, so one of the things we're watching is obviously tonight is the Rockefeller Center Christmas tree lighting, which uh-huh. is always a, you know, big event here in the city and, and plenty I of security. Once. I gotta tell you, it is such a bust. The lights are off and then they go on. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I used to cover it all the time and, 
I, I feel like it's through the eyes of others that you sort of enjoy it, right? Because like if you come to New York all the time and you live here, some of the, you know, grandeur and kind of like magic of the city is lost on you, you know? But when you see tourists coming from, I don't know, Ireland or, you know, something like that, and they're like, I always wanted you know to what? see this tree. You the know? tree isn't even that big. It's not even that big. When I first saw the tree as a kid, I'm like, that's, I was expecting something like, you know, a thousand feet tall. Yeah. It's like, well, I mean, I guess when you're amongst skyscrapers, it kind of would make sense. It that looks it kind of dinky in its own way. Now, I know they put on a big show and all that stuff. And Kelly uh, Clarkson will be hosting the ceremony. But it's more of a TV show than it is a it is a what the hell is he doing in Colorado? Joe Biden's in Colorado. Oh, he's a wind energy plant. He's touring a wind energy. Let me tell you something about wind energy. You know what a windmill looks like right now? And they're installing these damn things not far from here. Kind of like a big propeller. Oh, yeah, big propeller. Um, Try a, pro- pole. A, a propeller the size of three Statue of Liberties, right? Three Statue of Liberties touching the torches, right? I got one Statue of Liberty. I turn another Statue of Liberty upside down, torch to torch, and then another. That's how, that's how big the propeller is. Wow. And now picture, you know the GM building mm-hmm. on Fifth Avenue and like, what, 59th Street? Huge, huge 50-story skyscraper. You put the propeller on top of that thing, and it spins. That's how big these damn things are. And you're going to be able to see some of them from the from the beach. They're doing it right now uh, off the coast of Connecticut. And I <laughs> these things explode. They burn up. And it's a – I don't get it. I don't get it. And there's all kinds of carbon footprint in creating this stuff. And I think it's a big scam. Yeah, well, I mean, it definitely goes underreported, like you said, the carbon footprint that goes into making all of it because, you know, that's it's massive. It's a massive industry. All right. Anything else besides the tree? Uh, Well, there's some – actually, locally, there was a shooting on a Bed-Stuy subway train last night. Guy shot in the hand, guy shot in the ankle. Um, One you know, guy people, shot in the hand and the ankle? Uh, uh, separate people. One guy shot in the hand, one guy shot in the ankle. I By, the guy? Guy. By the same guy? By the same guy? All I heard was that lone gunman was the report, yeah, so – but people say they're not safe on the subway. Nothing new there, I guess. Uh, the, the subway is a very dicey uh, proposition these days. What a shame. But Eric Adams is on the job. Isn't he? Isn't he? I had a 25-year-old staffer that I saw grow up as a intern that had a traumatizing experience in her life. There was a professional part of maintaining, uh, you know, my staff and my city. But I think sometimes we miss the fact that there's a human part to life. As a human being, (laughs) I was concerned about a young 25-year-old staffer that went through a traumatic experience. 25-year-old. Enough, enough, enough. This is back when he ran back from the White House, right, Mm -hmm. Uh, to comfort that woman who he did not actually see that day. The lawyer said, you better not talk to that person because you're in trouble. You, you. And um, what happened is that woman got fired, uh, removed from the job, and they kind of soft acknowledged it the other day. Let's see here. Uh, reassigned, I think, because she's, suppo- she's supposedly still with the campaign, but she's no longer fundraiser. Brianna Suggs no longer serving in her role as Adams's top campaign fundraiser. This is uh, one step closer to termination and maybe even to being arrested. Uh, for you, Eric, I'll be right back. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? 
Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Greg Kelly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. George W. Bush just said something about uh, Hamas and they must be defeated. That's great. Hey, do me a favor, W. Stop lumping MAGA in with terrorists. He came on the 20th anniversary of 9-11 and said that disgusting thing, that MAGA was on par with terrorism. That man, that man, my God. And then he, (laughs) Iraq, weapons of mass destruction, anybody? Huh, huh, huh? And what did he do in August of 2001? When the whole damn system was lighting up with alerts and warnings that something bad might happen real soon. He was riding around on that dopey horse on that silly ranch of his in uh, wherever the hell it was in Texas. Waco, Texas. Crawford, Texas. Fake cowboy. Son of a president. Grew up in New Haven. Yale. Yale this, Yale that. Skull and bones. But you're just a good old boy. Anyway. Uh, all is forgiven because he came out against Trump. This should be... Uh, have we made contact with the teacher who was almost murdered in that Queens high school? Pro-Israel teacher hides in Queens high school as radicalized students riot. They want her fired now. Hundreds of radicalized kids rampage through the halls of a Queens high school uh, for nearly two hours after they discovered a teacher had attended a pro-Israel rally. You heard about this, right? You probably have seen the videos. Well, now we have... uh, kind of pathetic explanations about what's going to happen next. Now, first, I want to hear from the Jewish teachers who are understandably very, very upset about this entire affair and how it's been handled and that it actually happened to begin with. Uh, let's see here. Here's some uh, uh, these teachers happen to be of the Jewish persuasion, and they happen to be irate, and so am I. Cut 20. All right. Can you hear this? The microphone seems to be 10 feet away. I spoke to has three high school students at three different public schools across the system. And in the past few weeks, all three have been targeted by their peers in their schools. Wow. Did you hear that? That's real. White supremacy is not Kelly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. So at that tree lighting, there could be big problems. Hamas supporters have put the word out, show up at the tree lighting and uh, do what you do. Uh, So be careful. Be very, very careful. Those uh, pro-terrorist maniacs, you know. So you saw that uh, poor teacher under attack for what did she do again? Oh, yeah, she supported Israel. She supported the good guys. And uh, the response from the city has been totally weird. Uh, let me go through this. Uh, it gets, they, they walk a line. They're trying to take care of both sides. Uh, 
Both sides, right? Even the pro-terrorist side. Uh, listen to this. So the students rioted. The students rioted. So the deputy chancellor, his name is Weisberg, Dan Weisberg. He goes out there, and uh, this is what he says about what happened in the aftermath. Cut 16. Mayor Adams made clear, Chancellor Banks made clear, it is totally unacceptable for that teacher to have been targeted by a protest for her stand on Israel, for her identity. Uh, that We cannot allow that to ever happen again. Uh, we have been in close touch. The chancellor has been in close touch. I have been in close touch with the teacher. Uh, she is not back there today, but we expect her back in school soon to do what she loves to do, which is to teach ninth graders. Uh, and we, we have been in close consultation with the school safety division, with NYPD, um, uh, to make sure, with the superintendent to make sure when the teacher does come back, uh, that, um, she will be safe, that we have a safety plan in place, uh, and that she will be safe. And we're fully confident of that. All right. Does that sound nice? To me, it sounds totally inadequate. What does he say? It is totally unacceptable. How about illegal? How about a hate crime? You know, they just arrested that guy who was harassing the halal man, remember? Uh, but these kids, uh, they got a good talking to, it sounds like. It's unacceptable. You know who used to say that? Uh, de Blasio. A cop gets bashed in the head. Oh, that's unacceptable. <laughs> uh, that's that's unacceptably weak. And uh, let's see. Here's the, the, the this, uh, this guy uh, tries it again. Cut 17. Chancellor and I and our team were out at Hillcrest uh, for the better part of the day yesterday. Uh, and uh, in addition to the chancellor making crystal clear that what happened there is totally unacceptable and we have to avoid that in the future. Avoid it. Uh, he also did something that's very important. He showed up and he listened. He listened to dozens of students who talked very honestly and openly about their feelings and their issues. He listened uh, to teachers talk very openly and honestly and other staff members uh, about their feelings about this incident. Uh, this is and and the principal and leadership. Uh, and, Stop! You know, and- I want to hear about kids getting suspended. I want to hear about kids getting arrested. I want to hear about hate crimes. You know, I got in more trouble for uh, giggling in class. I got kicked. <laughs> I almost got. I got in school suspension. They put me in a room all day long. It was just I got demerits. I got all kinds of this. These kids are good talking to, listening. You tell them what's what. Keep going. Critical piece of the, the uh, equation to make their feelings known. Um, that's very, very important uh, that we that we listen. It's the only way we're going to move past this. Shut the hell up. My God. The kid's just in, engaged in a hate festival, in a hate riot, a festival of hate. Yelling and screaming at them. What did she do that was so wrong? She supports Israel? You know what you should probably do? Disband the school. Seriously, just stop it. If this, if you want to go reason with the kids, let me see this one. Uh, cut 18. Does she have security in her classroom? I don't want to get into the specifics of that uh, for, I think, fairly obvious reasons, but um, just trust to say we are talking to the experts at NYPD, school safety, uh, as well as the teacher herself, to make sure that she is safe. Uh, I uh, want to know who's been arrested and sent away. <laughs> uh, cut 19, please. Cut 19. 
Hillcrest High School is a great school. No, it's not. It's been a jewel for a long time and, uh, and not part of Queens. It's terrible. Queens. Um, it is unfair the way uh, aspersions have been cast and broad brush. Let's cast more aspersions. have been made of students and staff and so forth. Yeah, you all uh, this suck. This is a great school that is going through a very difficult time. Uh, they are going to get through it, and we're going to help them through it. Uh, but so they can riot again. Else, we're going to make sure that teacher is back doing what she loves to do, teach kids, and that she is safe in doing so. And there are already plans being made to make sure she doesn't just come back and is safe, but is welcome is welcomed by students, is welcomed by faculty, including, by the way, Muslim faculty, Jewish faculty, other faculty, uh, they, that everybody, the principal, the assistant How are they going to turn that around? Their arms How are they going to turn that around? And, uh, that's what we are putting in place. I saw a riot happen, and she was barricaded in a classroom, frightened for her life, and they were yelling and screaming and pounding on that door and then even beating each other up because she went to a pro-Israel. How do you... How do you spend the afternoon getting down and talking about the issues, talking about feelings, and turning that all around? Hillcrest High School has been treated very unfairly. Very unfairly. I saw I, I saw hundreds of students marauding in the corridors. Disband the school. Send everybody home. I'm sorry. Uh-uh. Don't you think? I mean, I just, I, I assume that people have been arrested. No, no, no. What's up? Uh, what is your name? Sh- sh- forgive me, but sh- 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 Shmuel. What? Go ahead. What? 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 Shmuel. How are you? I'm doing great. Um, so you had a caller yesterday who was saying about how in Judaism, um, marriage is an atonement for sins. So you, you sounded a little surprised that um, there was no like saying sorry or anything. So I wanted to clarify that. No, I, I, well, I, 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 uh, I wasn't surprised by that. I was surprised by something else. I, I never. We don't have the same thing outside the Jewish faith. Marriage is another thing. You don't, whatever, and and, and confession and forgiveness of sins. You don't get it because you get married. I don't think. Yes. But that's so. Anyway, so uh, hey, before you go into the details of the Jewish marriage thing, can you tell me what you think about that Hillcrest High School situation? Oh, I agree with you completely. I mean, yeah, because it, you know, they're, they're so busy listening to people's feelings, you know, but there has to be law and order, you know, that, 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 that whole conversation. Right. It's pathetic feelings. Feelings. What? <laughs> I, well, what did those kids just do? Anyway, uh, all right, I'm sorry. Continue with the Jewish marriage, please. Yeah, so the, the, the view of Orthodox Judaism is that the day of marriage, again, between a man and a woman, um, is uh, for, for the bride and groom. It is similar to their personal Yom Kippur, and so there there is a repentance and uh, you know accepting not to continue, obviously. Um, but uh, but yeah, the the uh, holiness of marriage makes it so for the bride and groom like their own Yom Kippur. So can you guys go like extra wild if you want to, uh, you know, the bachelor party and stuff like that? Well, so there's a separate teaching that we have that anyone who says um, I will sin and God will forgive, the, the, you know, it doesn't work that way. You can't just like. Game the system that way. Yeah, I um, I agree with that. I was a little bit tongue in cheek, I but I was kind of curious about the answer. Um, and on on our side, it's like if you love God and God, lo- you know, if you if you really like, you know, you, you want to 
you want to do right by him. You love him so much, you don't want to break the rules because, you know, you respect uh, God and you know God. So why would you want to uh, do that? That's It's interesting. You don't not break the rules so God loves you. You know what I mean? It's the other way around, which is kind of very nice. Anyway, Shmuel, thank you very much for the call. And I will take uh, – oh, Sandra's standing by. Hello, Sandra. Hello, Greg. Um, you know, I uh, wanted to talk about um, a Black Lives Matter leader, Mark Fisher. You know, he stands up for Donald Trump, and I think we should hear more about that. He basically was saying that he's not going to – he's voting for Trump and that the people who don't vote for him are misinformed and they don't know the Trump policies. And he was saying that if more leaders would just wake up and follow him – you know, it's helpful to Donald Trump. And he was saying other things like um, the Democrats, they don't value the black vote. And they were saying they he just said so many beautiful things about Donald Trump. And I just thought I would mention that so people know that a black lives leader stands for Trump. Yeah, I saw that in the paper. It's uh, it's nice. It's nice. Uh, I was kind of surprised that a guy that smart was going along with Black Lives Matter to begin with, you know. And I got to tell you, I was a little bit skeptical. A lot of these guys who, uh, you know, see the light and come out, sometimes uh, sometimes it's um, it's they weren't as committed to the previous cause as perhaps they suggest, but I'm not familiar. I would like to talk to this guy, Mark Fisher. I heard him on, uh, he was actually on the radio earlier. Pretty interesting guy. And uh, let's see here. He says, uh, it's the duplicity of the Democrats, the hypocrisy. We're not stupid. The brothers are not stupid. We understand when someone's for us and when someone is not. And it's obvious that the Democratic Party is not for us. Well, okay. Uh, I agree with him, but man, oh man, oh man, there's still a hell of a lot of support. Then again, uh, Biden's losing support among black people like uh, he's down like 20 points. So anyway, Mark Fisher, an important contribution, an important contribution. And from you, too, Sandra, uh, I'm looking at Joe Biden right now giving a speech. What is up with his eyes? Narrow little slits. He's indoors and he's acting like he's in the sun, like a like a like a thousand times. Like he, he's his eyes squinting. Is there a drug associated with that that makes you do that? And look at that dopey reporter with the chapeau. <laughs> Here to go to watch Fox News. She's got a chapeau on. One of those French hats. That's a little bit much. Uh, all right. Forgive me for a moment. Uh, I'll be right back. Greg Kelly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Uh, what is going on with the Pope? You know, growing up, we were kind of taught the Pope is uh, the Pope is all right. The Pope doesn't make mistakes, but looks like he's been making a lot of mistakes. Uh, Pope Francis is evicting a U.S. cardinal from his Vatican home. You know, it's not just the Pope who lives in Vatican City. They got a bunch of cardinals and bishops. And uh, did you hear about this in the Times? Uh, almost as soon as Pope Francis became the head of the Roman Catholic Church in 2013, Raymond Burke. An American cardinal emerged as his leading critic from within the church, becoming a de facto anti-pope for frustrated traditionalists who believe Francis was diluting doctrine. Francis frequently demoted and stripped the American cleric of influence. But his but this month, the pope apparently finally had enough, according to one high ranking Vatican official who spoke on the condition of anonymity. Oh, a bunch of gossips. Uh, no, no, this is us. That's OK. 
Francis told a meeting of high-ranking Vatican officials that he intended to throw the cardinal out of his Vatican-subsidized apartment and deprive him of his salary as a retired cardinal. I wonder how much they get, by the way. The news of the possible eviction was first reported by the conservative Italian newspaper La Nueva Basola Contatado, which is close to Cardinal Burke and recently sponsored a conference featuring the prelate criticizing a major meeting of bishops convened by Francis. Wow. Now, Bishop Strickland, he also got in trouble here. He was removed uh, here in America, and he says this, If this is accurate, it is an atrocity that must be opposed. If it is false information, it needs to be corrected immediately. Well, nobody corrected it. Francis told the heads of Vatican offices last week about his decision to punish Cardinal Burke because he was a source of disunity in the church, according to the Associated Press, which based its report on an unnamed official who attended the meeting. Another official told the AP that Francis later explained that he removed Cardinal Burke's privileges because he was using them in his campaign against the church. Huh. Uh, and that newspaper also confirmed the report uh, and that these are economic, these pen- penalties are economic and canonical in nature. I'm looking at Cardinal Burke. Seems like a nice guy. What do I know, though? Um, and they brought in a new one to replace him, Cardinal Victor Manuel Fernandez. Cardinal Burke had seen himself as a loyal defender of the church's doctrinal law and papal traditions against what he has called the confusion, error, and division caused by Francis. Wow. I will say he did have that big luncheon with all the transgender uh, people. And, you know, you got to love everybody. But it seemed like the transgenderism was being celebrated. It was about celebrating something. Like when Jesus met with the sinners, with the prostitutes, he wasn't celebrating prostitution, but he was loving, you know, loving the sinners, right? In the days before a major assembly of the world's bishops and lay people who had gathered to discuss some of the most sensitive topics in the church, Cardinal Burke and other traditionalists made public an exchange of letters with Francis. In the letters, they aired grave doubts about the legitimacy of the meeting and urged Francis to slam the door shut on proposals that they believe would erode the doctrine of the church, including the blessing of same-sex unions. Then Cardinal Burke recently sat on stage in a Rome theater and at a forum sponsored by that conservative newspaper, inveighed against an assembly that has the harmful goal of reshaping the hierarchy of the church with radical, secular, and modern ideas that included inclusivity of LGBTQ people. It's unfortunately very clear that the invocation of the Holy Spirit on the part of some has as its aim to push forward an agenda that is more political and human than ecclesiastical and divine. All right. Yeah. More, uh, more New York Times than Bible, basically. Uh, you know, more Rachel Maddow, uh, than Jesus. And I actually agree with Cardinal Burke here. Uh, some of this stuff is getting totally out of hand. I told you yesterday, I saw that, what was that again? The LGBT queer flag on a church in behind Al Roker and Joe Biden as they were, as they were 
you know, conducting an interview and nobody noticed. 28 million people were watching and nobody noticed that flag on a church. And there are certain things, like I said yesterday, you know, I might be into what this and that and the other thing. It's not to be celebrated. I don't think it's to be celebrated. Pride is actually a bad thing, right? Over-involvement with your own success, with your own achievements, that is wrong, kind of by definition, right? All right, so look, I got to do uh, the following. I got to hear from Adam. Adam, how are you? I'm okay, sir. Um, I just wanted to say that uh, I never supported Black Lives Matter when, when y'all talked about him every day. And surely that he done flipped his script. I sure ain't supporting him now. And definitely I'm not voting for Trump. Never will. I just wanted to express that to you, sir. And I appreciate Russell. I appreciate Russell for wanting me to be nominated for one of your best guests, but you declined. <laughs> He's not eligible to make that nomination. All right, you wanted to make it clear to me who you're voting for. Um, all right, yeah. yeah. Go for it. Go for it, man. Go for it. Joe Biden, things are really looking up in America, huh? That's why he's over in Colorado right now. Yeah, right, in Colorado right now. Do me a favor. Go through your – what is your grievance with Trump? What's the problem with Trump? Trump got 91 indictments. That's the grievance. He's a damn criminal. He doesn't have 91 indictments. So let me get this straight. You were all for Trump until until Jack Smith showed up and indicted him, right? No. You were anti-Trump from the beginning. And I want you to make the case. Don't just – 91 indictments, and it's not 91 indictments, by the way, it's four. I think you're talking about 91 counts in the Georgia indictment. But, um, so tell me, tell me, and one of the, one of the things you did was leaving a voicemail. You're not allowed to leave a voicemail, according to, uh, the DA Fannie Willis. You can't do that. You can't say, hi, how are you? This is Rudy Giuliani. Uh, I'd love it if you call me back and we could talk about the election. That's a crime. It's a joke, actually, Adam, but, and you should know that because you've spent a lot of time in jail. By the way, are you even eligible to vote? Forgive me, but aren't you a convicted felon? Yeah, but you can vote in New York, sir. I voted for Obama twice. I voted for right. Biden. Congratulations. I, 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 was not, for... I was not in favor of getting rid of, uh, of turning that over. I don't think a convicted felon should vote. Well, at least you, you, because <laughs> I don't like the way you vote. Well, but listen, Adam, 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 what's the big thing that uh, you don't like about Trump? Trump is a New Yorker like me. All He's right. a con man. Oh, gotcha. He's a con man. Right. Out of the uh, con. You know. You, you, have you ever been to the corner of 57th and 5th? Have you ever been there? Okay. Yeah. Go there and look up, and you will see a building that actually exists. All right? It's not a figment of anyone's imagination. It's there. Right? Go over to, uh, let's say, the West Side Highway and uh, 63rd Street and look east. What will you see? You'll see Trump City. That's actually there. All right. Hey, go on to the federal website and look up his assets. There's actually it's actually and count how many billions of dollars he has. All right. This is not a con man. All right. He's a con. As soon as he gets into politics, the moment he gets and he beats Hillary Clinton, that's unforgivable. And uh, for the establishment, you have not made the case um, against Donald Trump. You got a lot of things wrong in your critique right off the bat, Adam. I expect more than uh, somebody who thinks they're the best guest of this show. Uh, goodbye.
Susan, I'm sorry we didn't get to you. Joe, I'm sorry we didn't get to you. Oh, my goodness gracious, Barbara. Barbara, but you just called a moment ago, okay? We'll fix that tomorrow. Many, many thanks to be continued.